0: This is Food for Thought Friday when I try to give you one big question to chew on over the weekend. This week's question requires a bit of introspection, and the question is this, where did your rates come from? When you're setting your rates where did you get them? What did you compare them to? Did you take them from another local box? Did you, oh no, underprice them because you took them off another local box and tried to go 10 bucks cheaper? Did you take the average of local boxes? Did you compare mean gross income across all income categories in your town? I sure hope not. But where did they come from? Did they come from this misperception of your actual value? Did they come from what somebody else used to charge? And you know what's coming next? Did they come from what you thought people would pay for your service? If this was your first time owning a business, that price you set in the beginning was probably wrong. And I really hope that you didn't guarantee that it would never change for people. And I sure hope you didn't put that in writing. The grandfathering thing is a handicap that so many gyms now suffer from. Uh, it could be the undoing of many of them. And I deal with this almost every week on a phone call with somebody. Somebody will say, oh yeah, I started out and I gave this Founders Club discount rates or I grandfathered these guys in at some absurdly low rate that has them paying 4 or $5 each time they attend a class that's completely unsustainable and will probably handicap the gym. What I want you to think about conversely is your value to the client. What are you delivering for them, really, And what's the value of that? If you've been listening to this podcast for a while or reading my articles over the last seven years or my books, you know that I think every person who owns a gym should make a million dollars per year. And there are an increasing number of gyms who are getting closer to that. In the service industry, especially in the owner-operator service business, that's really remarkable, but you deserve it. You deserve to make a million dollars to own a home and a car and have kids who don't go without shoes on their feet, clothes on their backs, or school books. You deserve a life that you enjoy because you are creating that life in hundreds of other people over the next 20 years. You can look at your facility and compare it to another and say, well, their coaches are more experienced and well, they've got better equipment than I do. And they've got seven platforms and 7,000 square feet. And I've only got 2,000 square feet and no platforms and only 10 bars. But the question to really ask is what am I doing with what I have? Are they changing a life more significantly than I am? Is there a spectrum of change? Is there a spectrum of joy at which they are doing a better job than I? I doubt it. And so it doesn't matter what kind of equipment you have. It doesn't matter the qualifications of your coach. What matters is the results, the health, the fitness, the joy you are producing in your clients. And if you are producing health and fitness and joy where nobody else has in the client's life then you deserve to get paid more than their hairdresser, more than their massage therapist, more than their chiropractor, more than the person who relieves them of pain, cures their disease, more than the person who taught them 101 psychology in college. You deserve to get paid more than the person who will run into a burning building to save them because you are in that building with them every day. Clients and future clients are not price shopping. They're value shopping. They're asking themselves, am I going to enjoy this thing? Is it worth the money? Now if there are five boxes around and a client calls you and says, hey, uh, how much do you charge? This guy down the street charges 110. Or will you match this guy's price? It's because they're confused. They think that you are selling CrossFit and he is selling CrossFit like you're both selling a Chinese buffet with all the same items on the menu. That's your fault. If they perceive that your service and their service is exactly the same, then your focus for the next week should be to show them how it's not. Start with a free consultation. Talk about producing happiness in your gym. Get better at content. Show them what you can teach them that nobody else can. Where should your rates come from? From your perfect day. Start with what does a perfect day look like in your world? What time do you get up in the morning? What do you do all day? How often do you take a vacation? How much income do you need to get to that perfect day? Divide that by 150 clients, that's Dunbar's number, and that'll tell you what each client should be paying you every year. Divide that by months and it'll tell you what a client should be paying per month. Now we can get fancy with the math here, but that should be the mean average. Does everyone in your town make enough money to be able to afford you and place enough value in their health and fitness? to pay that? Of course they don't. You don't need everybody in your town. You need 150 from your town. If you live in a town with 150 people and one of them might not value your service, what are you doing in that town? Are you setting your rates because you're in the wrong place? Are you setting your rates because that's what everyone else has done around you? Are you setting your rates because you're scared? I've got a bonus follow-up question. If you just Listen to that five-minute rant on how you set your rates. The next question is, why don't you change it?